right. Glad you're with us. Yeah, it's a historic day. It's a low. It's a new low. It's it, it is the modern, extreme, radical, socialist, democratic party. Why would you be surprised or expect anything different? You know, what everybody's going to have to get used to is a new normal in this country. What is the new normal? The new normal is that there is a significant group of people, many of them very powerful, that have nothing but contempt. We get we get little glimpses of how they really feel about we, the people, at different times. You know, it's you know, oh, I can smell the Walmart Trump voters from here. That's very revealing, isn't it? It's, well, I happen to like Donald Trump and proudly voted for him. And I happen to like shopping at Walmart. Why do I like Walmart and Costco and Kmart? Well, they, my Kmart shut down uh, or Target or any of these other stores because you get the same items and you save money. You do. It has, and they have everything. It's the coolest place. Love it. No problem. I bought furniture at these places. I bought everything. Sporting goods. You name it. They got it. Or when you hear, you know, Trump voters are irritated deemable deplorables there's a contempt here an elitism behind that that is breathtaking there is an elitism behind obama's comments you know the the bitter people uh that cling to their god guns second amendment rights um their their bibles and their religion well most americans ain't hanging out at the church of gd america most Americans don't have pictures with the racist, virulent, anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan. I know you hit it for nine years. Former President Obama, I guess, tip of the hat to you. You hit that one. You know, most Americans don't uh, hang out in a church where people say America's chickens coming home to roost. Not God bless America. GD America. That was Obama's church. It's revealing, though. So I want to tell you that it's with all that we now know culminating in this, 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 whatever you want to call this process today, because it's not justice. There's no due process. You've got to understand here everything that every consideration that was given Richard Nixon by Democrats back in the time, every consideration that was given. Bill Clinton by Newt Gingrich at the time is not given to Donald Trump. And I'm not kidding when I say this is a secret, secret Soviet style coup attempt here. I, I am being clear and it's all predicated on a transcript. You know, well, oh, my gosh, we have somebody that interprets it like us. It's bad, bad, bad. We don't need their interpretation. We don't need anybody's interpretation. Why? Because we have the transcript. The transcript is clear. The president is asking Ukraine. The, the, Ukraine's like the tip of the spear here, it's especially as it relates to the whole Russia hoax and election interference. Democrats tell us they care about that. They don't care about that. Just like they don't care about due process. But it's not the process even. It's the substance of what it is here. They never got over fundamentally that Donald Trump kicked their ass. He won. He beat, and I'll tell you that there are many Republicans that never recovered that were running against him. He's, he's changed them. He's altered them. He's traumatized them. 
Everybody that I've ever seen that loses the presidency, starting with Gore, and you can go to Hillary Clinton, even John McCain was never the same. Mitt Romney's never been the same, in my view. It just because they all think they're going to win and they don't win. And something it, it, they can't. It's very hard, I guess, for the ego to accept that here. You know, we've been watching, you know, this whole process that is being run by a compromise, corrupt coward. He won't come on this show. And a congenital liar by the name of Adam Schiff. Been lying for years about impeachment and Trump and Russia and collusion and Trump and Russia and collusion. And we'll, we'll play the montage later, but I want to just stay focused here for a few seconds here. There's no goal here to find the truth, because if they had a goal of finding the truth, they wouldn't be doing all of this behind closed doors. Because it's been a disaster behind closed doors as they've been shut down by one witness after another. You know, every time you know, another Ukraine witness pulled the rug out from under them, you know, we have uh, the, the top national security official who was present on the phone call with Trump and Zelensky told investigators today that he does not believe anything illegal was discussed. And that's the 95 percent of people, the 5 percent that are compromised. That's a different story here. They have political agendas, and it's obvious because we have the transcript. President's trying to get to the election interference that we know a Ukrainian court determined. We know that political confirmed January 11, 2017, in a long article that they were working on behalf of Hillary Clinton to influence the 2016 elections. And they were successful at it. Hence, Paul Manafort and the research that they were providing. And we also know that there was a apparent contact too. Devin Nunes made this point. Ukraine is all over the Steele dossier. Ukraine. Yes, Ukraine. Nelly Yor was getting information from Ukrainians. Ukraine admits that they were involved in our election interference on behalf of Hillary Clinton. And they, you know, why do you think they've been doing all of this in secret? Why do you, if they had fidelity to truth and fidelity to justice and fidelity to the process and and common sense, reason, and all of that, they would they would have implemented this. They don't want any of that. And every Democrat that voted for this today is voting for a compromise, corrupt, congenital liar to lead this witch hunt, because that's what this is. But you got to get used to it, because this is the new normal for them. You know, the, the impeachment proceedings that ensured Bill Clinton, Richard Nixon, were not stripped of their fundamental rights. The exact opposite has happened here today in this country. So you got the compromised fact witness, corrupt, congenital liar, Adam Schiff, and his fellow Democrats, they, they, they have the power to veto any witness, any evidence, any procedure, anything they want. You know, my question is, you know, I thought Democrats put their hand on the Bible and swore to uphold and protect the Constitution. Is that what you had in mind? Because I will tell you, those that think we're irredeemable deplorables and smelly Walmart shoppers and clinging to our God, guns, Bibles and religions, I am telling you something has happened here. And what has happened is they never got over losing. They thought they had Trump. They had an FBI investigation. They had a House Intel investigation, bipartisan Senate investigation, but that Robert Mueller was going to take him down. 
They, they were salivating the entire time and it didn't happen. To get to this point, you have to detach yourself from all intellectual thought, reason, common sense, any principles, because in their twisted minds, they, they think they're on a mission from God. I kept talking about the super patriot Jim Comey. There are people justifying all of this because they think they know better than we, the people of the United States that elected Trump. At the root of all of this, that is what they think and what they believe. That's why this is never going to end. It's never going to end whether Trump is here or not here, because it's us ultimately that they really hate. It's the people of this country. They think they know better. And if it means that they have to abuse power to take power back, they're going to do it. If it means that they, you have to have breathtaking hypocrisy to be one of these, these rage, raging psychotic Democrats. The rage and psychosis is not going to go away because even when Trump is not convicted in the Senate, when he wins re-election, well, first of all, leading up to the election, God knows what they're capable of at this point. Because we already know what they were capable of the last time. They were willing to rig an investigation into Hillary Clinton when she clearly violated the Espionage Act. There's no ambiguity. She had a private server, top secret classified information on it. We'll send Christian Saucier to jail for a year for six pictures of a submarine on his phone. But Hillary gets a pass. They were screaming about obstruction of justice with Donald Trump in Russia. But they had Hillary subpoenaed emails deleted. And the... Computer hard drive acid wash, bleach pit, bust up devices with hammers, remove SIM cards. That's obstruction. That's a slam dunk obstruction case. Yeah, you have to forget that. You have to just ignore that because they never talk about that. You have to accept that Russian interference only matters if it was involving Trump because you're going to ignore if you're a Democrat, you're going to ignore the dirty bought and paid for with funneled money to a law firm, to an op research firm, to a foreign national, the dirty Russian dossier that she paid for that was disseminated information to their hack friends in the media like David Korn and Michael Isikoff. You have to accept that that unverifiable document, because when push come, came to shove, its own author wouldn't stand by it, was then used to deny an American citizen their constitutional rights and liberties and shred the Fourth Amendment, that being Carter Page. And then you have to say, it says verified. They couldn't verify that document. When they finally got around to looking into the document, they proved 90 plus percent was false. And the rest of it, none of it's been proven true ever. And it was a manufactured document that was the basis to spy on a presidential candidate to spy on a transition team and a president. Simultaneous spying was going on with the outsourcing of spying to friendly allied countries by turning the powerful tools of intelligence on a president and on others, abusing that power. It's the biggest abuse of power, corruption, scandal in history. You have to accept all of this and never talk about it if you're a Democrat or struck and page or a counterintelligence investigation against Donald Trump. 
That happened. You have to forget that everybody was warned not to use the Steele dossier, but they used it, went to a FISA court, premeditated fraud on a court to spy on an opposition party candidate because the candidate you worked to prevent putting in jail wasn't doing well. And then they have behind it a counterintelligence investigation as an insurance policy, which is what they've done. You have to accept all of that because I'm telling you, this is not going to work on Ukraine. The facts are against them. Tom Brokaw, it's not there. You don't have a case. That took a lot for Tom Brokaw to say it. But they still don't have what you would call the goods on this president in terms of breaking the law nope. and being an impeachable target Bingo. for them. They're going to start the process, but they don't have the same kind of clarity that no, the people don't. who are opposed to Richard Nixon had. That's why it is a witch hunt. That's why it's a fishing expedition. That's why they want the taxes. They want this. They want that. They want that. Because they, you know, we know we have one congressman that was honest and said it. We can't beat him. We better we better impeach him. And I don't know what they're capable of because the number of laws and constitutional violations and the lack of reason, common sense, intellectual honesty, intelligence has to be thrown out the window to be this hypocritical in your life. Because it is it is a madness that has taken over. This is real. They think they are better, smarter and no better than you, we, the American people at the root of this. And they can't believe we elected Trump and they can't believe they've tried so hard and didn't stop them. And I don't know what they're capable of beyond this. If we don't get this straightened out, if we don't get to the bottom of it, we're not going to have a country at the end of this deal. It's that serious. The good news is you have the power in the end. And I'll explain that. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You know, I've known Paul Sperry a long time, and this story breaks late yesterday, and he'll be on the program with us tomorrow um, on real pol- real politics investigations. That's, For example, that's like real clear investigations. That's real clear politics where we get a lot of polling, aggregate, aggregate polling averages. A very credible website over the years. He's been somebody that's been a credible investigative reporter. I've not been able to confirm this yet myself, but I will tell you, look, I've been I've been knowing for quite some time now who everybody thought was the whistleblower. I know that this person's been mentioned in numerous hearings. I know that now it seems to all focus in on this one individual until I confirm it. I'm not going to mention the person's name. If you want to read it, it's on real clear investigations. That's not even the point to me, except except. What we already know looks like a huge, massive deep state operation already. Think about this. All of a sudden, we, we had heard we're going to have eight quid pro quos. So many quid pro quos in the call. They didn't expect Trump was going to release it. That was another, you know, compromised, corrupt, congenital liar, Adam Schiff lie. Another one. So we know that's problematic for them. There's so many problems that we do know. When you add the stuff that Sperry's talking about, if that turns out to be true, wow. I'll explain next. Next. 
All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, we're going to get the White House's reaction. Hogan Gidley is at the White House. He works in the communications team of the president. Uh, and I've known Hogan now for some time. He is the White House uh, principal deputy press secretary. Um, the president, um, well, put out, I actually saw a tweet today. I want to share with everybody this, this came from the president. I thought it was particularly powerful. It was from, I'm sorry, it came from Ivanka Trump surrounded by enemies and spies catching and perverting every word that falls from my lips or flows from my pen and inventing them, uh, and inventing where facts fail them. Those were Thomas Jefferson's reflection on Washington, D.C. in a letter to his daughter, Martha. Some things never change, Dad. Ivanka Trump. Wow. Pretty much sums it up. Uh, the press secretary statement, the president has done nothing wrong. Democrats know it. Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats' unhinged obsession with this illegitimate impeachment proceeding does not hurt President Trump. I agree with that, too. That This, this is going to be the ultimate revenge of we the people because the people see the injustice they're gonna there's going to be justice there's going to be everybody's opportunity to speak and that will be in a year and three days in a, on election day 2020 like reducing gun violence and so on and so forth going through the president's accomplishments hogan how are you i'm doing well sean thanks for having me on i don't think to me this is just what is a never ending? We hate Trump. We despise Trump. We can't believe Mueller didn't get Trump. We can't believe Trump beat Hillary. Uh, continuation, because, you know, we don't need to, even though the whistleblower, if it's what Paul Sperry says it is, is really bad. We're about to get an IG report. We're about to get the Durham report. We're about to learn a lot about abuse of power and corruption as it relates to this president. And I guess now we just have a whole nother chapter that we'll find out the truth about in about a year or two. Oh, there's no question. And you hit the, the nail right on the head. Let's go back to Mueller for a moment, if we can. $30 million, 2,500 subpoenas, 500 warrants, 500 witnesses, 40 FBI agents, and 19 angry Democrat attorneys, and a partridge in a pear tree. No collusion, no corruption, no obstruction. Then we move on to this phase of their uh, grandiose plan. And they lied about corruption. They lied about Kavanaugh. They lied about a cover-up. They lied about a uh, whistleblower. Uh, Adam Schiff himself has lied so many times. I can't for the life of me understand why anyone in the mainstream media gives him credence and credibility. I don't even think he has an apartment in town. I think he just sleeps in these green rooms and moved from studio to studio, from location to location over at the towers of the mainstream media locations, because yeah. I just can't understand what these people think they are doing. It's nothing for the American people. The president has done nothing wrong. Read the transcript, the process, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, completely unfair. And if you get a parking ticket, you get more due process than this president's getting for an impeachment proceeding that's completely illegitimate. And lastly, the Democrats, again, nothing. We're not talking about USMCA for our farmers and ranchers. We're not talking about lowering prescription drug costs, securing our border, modernizing infrastructure. Democrats aren't doing a thing that they were elected to do. It's not going to change, unfortunately, for you. I'm just saying, I think this never ends. Even when the president's reelected the day after, we got to impeach him again and again and again. I mean, that's how sick that they've become. But, you know, ultimately, 
look, not giving any due process, that helps Republicans. That helps the president because that gives every senator. The Senate now gets to say, remember, they tried to do this in the Clinton impeachment, except now it'll work. And that is just dismiss what this illegitimate, illegal, unconstitutional, uh, lacking due process witch hunt in the House is doing. I mean, you have a a compromised, corrupt, congenital liar running it. It, it, We need we say much more. But all right. Hogan Gidley, thank you from the White House. We appreciate you being with us. You know, I love a piece out by Tom. um, It's actually on FoxNews.com. Tom Del Bacaro. Trump impeachment hearings must include Obama, Biden's Republicans do your job. It says Democrats are careening toward impeachment of a president, dragging the American people along with them. In today's mass media age, it will consume this nation like few other events ever have. I've outlined a broader strategy for the GOP in my recent article on Fox News Opinion. Republicans must win the impeachment trial and they can follow these five steps. At this point, the formal House vote deprives the Republicans the right to subpoena witnesses without the permission of the compromised, corrupt fact witness, congenital liar Adam Schiff, a man who has lied now for three years to we, the American people, a stark departure from the procedure afforded the minority under Nixon and Clinton. Now, before we talk about them, you might ask, well, what is an impeachable offense? The Constitution is clear. Treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. That's the easy part. Because treason and bribery easily defined. Other high crimes and misdemeanors are not. But anyway, but if we're going to have this, he's right in what he is actually saying. He goes through a little bit of the history of all of this. And what we have is we have a quid pro quo. And that would be the Bidens. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, what he did with taxpayer dollars was a quid pro quo. I told him he's bragging about his quid pro quo. I told him. You're not getting the billion dollars. You got six hours. Fire him, fire the prosecutor, or you're not getting the billion. You'll get the billion if you fire him. Quid pro quo. We've got Hunter Biden making millions. He's he's on GMA admitting, do you have any experience? None. Zero. Not with Ukraine, not in energy. Now, why would Ukraine give that person millions of dollars? Why? No experience, no background, no expertise whatsoever. Zero. Same with China. Now we've got real things to investigate here. Then we got, if we're really going to get to the bottom of this, and this is why pay close attention to Durham's probe, because the origins of the Russia witch hunt now matter, because it also includes Ukraine at a very high level. This is what Politico was telling us in January of 2017. This is what a Ukrainian court decided and said happened. Ukrainian election interference. And it's tied directly as Evan Nunes has rightly pointed out, and we'll play it later in the program. And Ukraine is all over the Steele dossier. Nellie Orr, working with Fusion GPS, her husband, the fourth highest ranking official at the Justice Department. But we got to get to the bottom of that. You cannot have a counterintelligence investigation without a sitting president involved. That would be Obama. That'd be Obama and the Obama administration. So what I'm telling you here is I want, and I want to get into this thing about Paul Sperry. I can't confirm this myself, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name the person he's identified. But I can, t- I can tell you this is the person that has been named in hearings. 
uh, whose name has been all bannered about in Washington. And Sperry is right. Everybody in every newsroom knows about this. But I can't independently confirm it. I can only confirm that, in fact, yes, that's the person everyone's been talking about. So if what he is putting in this report is true, turns out to be true. We have maybe as big of abuse of power corruption scandal again with many of the same players. Now, one way or the other, we're now understanding here that the Democrats, why is there this big rush to impeach the president? Why the need for secret closed door Soviet Union style impeachment coup hearings? Why? Because they don't because they've been getting bloodied and blistered behind closed doors, according to all my sources. We'll have some more on that in a second. But we now need to find out who was the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower. We need to know what contact took place. We know contact took place with the compromised, corrupt, coward, congenital liar Adam Schiff, because we know there was contact with his office. We need to know, did they recommend a lawyer? Did they tell the person to get a lawyer? Did they recommend that the person go to the IG? The IG pointed out that this friend, this guy was friends with uh, Joe Biden and a lot of, it was apparently a Biden supporter. We know this person worked for the CIA. Did they abuse their power at the CIA? What is their connection to John Brennan? We know Brennan is a, a you know, he's one of these psychotic, raging Trump haters. We need to know if the person was working on a political agenda because the whole thing stinks to high heaven. We need to know also where was intelligence that we entrust to people abused again against this president or high ranking Obama officials involved yet again in an effort to overturn an election. Now, if we get those answers, we may not like him in the sense that we're going to be asking questions when the IG report comes in and when the Durham report comes in. The conscience of the nation is about to be shocked. Those of you that listen to this program and watch us on Hannity, you will be saying, yeah, really, it all happened. How did they how did he know this? Because we've done a lot of digging. Our reporting has not been wrong. None of it. We've been very careful, very, very careful. And in a town that loves to leak, you know, we know this guy was mentioned on the House floor. We know all of these things. We know the news, every news division in the country knows about it. None of them are doing anything about it. And what was Susan Rice's involvement? What was the whistleblower's relationship with Schiff's and Schiff's office? When and where did they meet? How often did they meet? What was said? What did they talk about lawyers? What did they talk about the IG? Remember, the IG was very clear. Yeah, there's a, a political taint to this person big time. And we already know all of this has to be, all of this has to be gotten to the bottom of. You know, you have one guy, one of two Democrats, you know, I, I told you about this guy from New Jersey, Van Du, you know, kind of make a really good point here. What's the point? He's going to be impeached. It'll go to the Senate. I believe in the Senate he will be vindicated. And he goes on to say, yeah, then we're going to be running against the same guy who's vindicated. You dopes. That's what he's pretty much saying to his own party. We had another witness today, Zero Hedge, the national security official who was present on the phone call between Trump and Zelensky, I want to be clear. I was not concerned that anything illegal was discussed. And we've read the transcript. It was nothing illegal. And the president knew all these people were listening. If 
By the way, fake news, CNN, they're actually have their Paul Callen writing today. Maybe this will be a double impeachment and they'll get rid of Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi will be speaker. And Pelosi was slapped with a ethics complaint herself, a coalition of conservative groups, Jenny Beth Martin, Tea Party Patriots. Uh, you got a bunch of 40 separate conservative groups. Good for them. Glad they're getting involved in all of this because there is a lot of corruption. Um, but what we have here is something that You've got to understand is not going to stop even when the president is exonerated here. And I'm assuming that Senate Republicans are going to do their job. Mitch McConnell has agreed to do an interview with me tonight on Hannity. That's a good sign. And comments that he made that many people weren't paying attention to earlier in the week were very clear. That without due process, Whatever the House is doing corruptly over there is dead on arrival in the United States Senate, as it should be. But I'll let him speak for himself tonight. But whatever, and by the way, I got to give a big shout out to the nation's largest police union, Fraternal Order of Police. Congress is violating one of the most basic rights afforded to American citizens amid their attempt to impeach the president, President uh, Patrick Yost, president of the police union, the largest in the country, due process does not protect the guilty. It is the means by which we guarantee the most fundamental aspect of our nation's justice system, innocent until proven guilty. Sadly, members of Congress are undermining that trust and due process by ignoring its fair and universal application, just as local law enforcement officers are often convicted in the media after being denounced by local elected officials without collecting the facts. These members are violating due process to score political points. You can't have justice without due process. Not even that. We're we're further down the line than that because we all. You can read what is the transcript. They don't want you to read the transcript. They want you to get their sick interpretation, twisted interpretation of the transcript. I'm going to tell you what's likely going to happen here. They're going to do, they're not going to afford the president the due process. They're going to allow the compromised fact witness, corrupt, coward, congenital liar shift to do his thing. They'll impeach him. The Senate We'll dismiss it. You need you need two thirds of the Senate, 67. You lose, I think, what, 19 Republicans. Um, it's not going to happen. And then we're going to get our chance to vote in a year and three days. Here's my thing. Even then, when we reelect him, they won't stop. Because it's not Trump is a manifestation of us, a movement that has existed to clean and drain out corruption in the swamp. You want to know how corrupt they are? Just look at Biden, Hunter and Joe. Quid pro quo Joe. Look at Hunter, millions and millions, no experience. The American people, do you think any of you listening to my voice would ever get millions for knowing nothing? The answer is no. They were buying influence. And you know how corrupt the swamp is? They don't care about that. They didn't care about a rigged investigation into Hillary they didn't care about real Russian interference with with Hillary and her dirty Russian dossier. They didn't care about the premeditated fraud on a court. They don't care about Ukrainian influence in the elections. They're phony hypocrites and that have suspended all decency, common sense, intellectual honesty, intelligence, reason. 
to get where they are today. They are driven by psychotic rage. That's not ever ending. The only answer we have is to defeat them one year and three days from now. People forget Ukraine is all over the steel dossier. We know that Nellie Orr testified that she was getting information from Ukrainians. So why on earth is there a problem for the president's lawyer to go to Ukraine to get information to figure out where did this dirt dirt come from? Where did it originate from? So for the president to be upset with Ukraine, upset about the corruption, because he knows, don't forget, the Ukrainian ambassador here in the United States in August of 2016 wrote a nasty hit piece on President Trump, well, then candidate Trump before right. the election. There's plenty of reasons why the president would be over in Ukraine, having his lawyers in Ukraine to try to get to the bottom of the Russia probe. And and look, these nitwits on the Democratic side, and I call them that, not be, it's not, I'm not trying to do name calling here, but it's like they're they're living in a, a dream world. They don't know that the dirt that they paid for, they paid Fusion GPS to send a British spy to Ukraine to dig up this dirt. And now all of a sudden they pretend like like th- that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, you know, sorry, we're, we're going to hold them accountable. Uh, and we're going to ask the questions every time about the Democrats' ties to Ukraine. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. That was Congressman Devin Nunes. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Uh, this now is the one of the more fascinating aspects of all of this, because, again, we're awaiting the inspector general report on FISA abuse. Remember, Democrats, they didn't care about Hillary's rigged and compromised investigation are obvious obstruction of justice. They only cared about Trump-Russia collusion. They never cared about a dirty Russian dossier full of lies bought and paid for. They didn't care that people were warned about its its ability to be verified, but they used it anyway to take away the constitutional liberties of one individual, Carter Page, and spy on a president or presidential candidate, then transition team, then presidency. Um, We know from a Ukrainian court decision that Ukraine was involved in election interference in a big way in the 2016 election. Hence the president talking to President Zelensky. Can you get to the bottom of it? Democrats said they cared about this for three long years. But again, the duplicity, the double standard, they only care about something if they can bludgeon Trump with it. They don't care about the truth or the real danger of foreign election interference. Now, that was Devin Nunes rightly pointing out Ukraine is all over the steel dossier. And Nelly Orr was getting information from Ukrainians. Again, I point to the January 11, 2017 Politico piece that goes in chapter, verse and detail exactly what Ukraine was involved in. We have a Washington Examiner piece out, Real Investigations. Uh, This report by Paul Sperry, we have not independently confirmed, as I've been saying, the things we do know are scary enough. We have now a plot, and I believe we are in the beginning stages of exposing yet another, frankly, a coup attempt among deep state operatives, those that think they know better than we, the American people. I've been calling what they did the biggest abuse of power corruption scandal in history. There's a new book out. It says the plot against the president, the true story about how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. Uh, I cannot put this book down. It is written by investigative journalist Lee Smith. 
He had unprecedented access to Congressman Devin Nunes, head of the House Intel Committee, uh, in terms of exposing what has gone on here. Uh, welcome to the program, Lee. Thank you for being with us. I urge everybody to get this book. We'll link it to Hannity.com. It's in bookstores everywhere. But I really just want you, I'm going to turn this show over to you to tell this story because I, I, I don't want to interrupt and ask questions because you, you know it better than I do. And I thought I knew it pretty well. Well, Sean, first of all, I have to thank you for the remarkably generous introduction and for inviting me on the show to begin with. And of course, no, you've been you've been on this story from the beginning. I mean, you've been uh, you've been putting out essential information, explaining to people, explaining to people what happened, what was going on. You've spoken at length with Congressman Nunes, and I, I am um, very happy about the amount of attention the book has gotten. We're, we're you know, we're at the top of Amazon, uh, Amazon bestsellers list. Um, but the reason for that is because people, as, as you understood early on, the American public are dying to know what happened here, how these people, how these operatives undermined our government, how they turned on candidate Trump, then the president-elect, and then the president himself. So, of course, there's a lot of interest and a lot of hunger to know what happened and to and to praise um, and to praise and honor the people who did the right things. Right. We all know who the bad guys are. We know their names. We've been hearing about them for three years. They won't give us any peace. John Brennan can't stop tweeting. James Comey can't stop opening his mouth and making some comment or another. But the story of the good guys, that's really important to be known. So there are people like, of course, Congressman Nunes, other people. One of his lead investigators was a gentleman named Cash Patel. Um, Congressman Nunes is Communications director is a man named Jack Langer. There were other people working on the investigation as well, which they called Objective Medusa. They couldn't speak to me on the record. Um, but that's one of the most important things about the book, praising people, praising people who stood up and did the right thing at a very difficult moment. Uh, a somewhat dark moment in our republic. Walk through, because I, I was reminded reading your book, things that we did report that I had forgotten. Yeah. Um, what we're really looking at here in my mind is there was a first a plan to prevent Donald Trump from getting elected. That would include not charging Hillary Clinton with obvious crimes. That would include the dirty dossier. That would include the FISA applications based on unverified bought and paid for Russian lies right. of Hillary. Uh, that would then include the outsourcing of intelligence gathering to allied countries to spy in another way on the president, his transition team and a candidate. Explain that part of all of this. I, I think one of the most important things that, that um, we all know now that the FBI and DOJ did some extremely bad things. Um, they abused a whole bunch of different classified programs. They abused classified intelligence. Um, classified counterintelligence investigations, confidential human sources, and a secret court that grants FISA warrants. Um, one of the most important things, though, that about the story that we can't put aside is that the FBI spied on Donald Trump, on the Trump campaign, but we need to remember the primary beneficiary was not the FBI, not the CIA, their primary beneficiary was Hillary Clinton. 
It was Hillary Clinton, the Clinton campaign that used the FBI and resources intended to keep Americans safe from terrorism and from hostile foreign powers, abused these programs to use it for her own political gain. I, I think that's a central part of the story that we that we can't put aside. What they did was with this spy warrant, it was an electronic break in into the Trump campaign. What makes this the biggest political scandal of all time is that when we speak of Watergate, none of them were active government officials, the people behind the break in. What we're looking at here is these were active current FBI agents, the small team, the Crossfire Hurricane Group, as I refer to them in the book, they were used by the Clinton campaign to spy on Donald Trump. This has never happened before because you're right. um, The powerful tools of intelligence were unleashed in favor of a presidential candidate, but they also had the insurance policy. Explain the insurance policy aspect of this and how right. this was, and and for example, that you can't have, as Andy McCarthy says, a counterintelligence investigation without the approval of a president. That president at the time would be Obama. We, uh, there are different places. I'll, I'll come to the insurance policy in one second, if you don't mind. There are different places that identify identify in the book where you can see. Um, where you can see the former president's fingerprints. For instance, in Chapter 8, which is called Obama's dossier, what that refers to is the intelligence community assessment that he directed John Brennan to write in December 2016. Now, the point of this intelligence community assessment was, again, was to delegitimize the newly elected president, Donald Trump. It interfered with a peaceful transition of, of power, it threw the United States into chaos. This is what the 44th president of the United States did intentionally by ordering this intelligence community assessment, threw it into chaos. And the purpose of it, as Congressman Nunes says, and as I have him saying in the book, it was a political document intended to have a political effect. And the effect was to delegitimize Trump. And this is one reason why we are where we were, where, where we are now had had this document not uh, not been assembled, I mean, we you know there would still be problems, obviously, with the pre-election operation against Trump. But this is really the engine of the post-election um, information against now the elected president of the United States. Let me ask you this because it's the question I get asked most often, mm. and that is. Do you believe between the inspector general report on FISA abuse, the only conclusion, we know that there are multiple warnings that this material was unverifiable um, or wasn't verified. It says on the top of a FISA application, verified and true, but we know it's unverifiable because Steele himself wouldn't stand by his own work if it was even him, which is another question. But um, but it was his dossier. And that they used it anyway in FISA applications. Is there any other conclusion than this is premeditated fraud on a FISA court? Um, no, I, I, I think you're entirely right. I mean, in my I mean, my assessment, what the evidence that I've assembled in the book, I mean, you know, that we have this there's this debate when the dossier, when Steele's reports actually got to the FBI. 
whether whether they arrived in July, whether they arrived in the middle of September, as other people have said in defense of the Crossfire Hurricane Group. No, I mean, there's a document that I found, what I've called the May 20th, 2016 proto-dossier, written uh, a month before Steele's first report. And then you see the transition. It goes from the May 20th document investigates Trump's ties to organized crime. The June 20th Steele report looks at his alleged ties to a foreign power. They were laying the groundwork for a counterintelligence investigation. The document was written to allow them, or written rather, to serve as evidence to obtain a spy warrant. It looks to me much more like someone at the FBI or DOJ or someone who knew what they were doing knew how to direct that dossier. Absolutely, they knew it was a fraudulent document because they had an enormous Well, then that means that there's only, as I've been saying, the evidence is overwhelming. Stay right there. This book is phenomenal. Um, so much, I'm, I'm absorbing it all because there's so much that, detail that I, we've, I've known, but I've reported on at times and, but have forgotten. Um, Lee Smith is with us. This is an incredible book, The Plot Against the President, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. It is. And it's getting bigger by the day. Ukraine is a part of the chapter. It's an, it's now, uh, it, it is part two of it, if you can believe it. All right, so with us, we have investigative journalist Lee Smith. This book is phenomenal. The Plot Against the President, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. Uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Um, how does this end in the minute we have with you left? What yeah. do you believe? Do you believe, and name names, who will be held accountable? Uh, there is a chapter in the book at the end. Uh, one of the final chapters where I talk about different people going through the evidence and different documents, the different things that, uh, that people did wrong and may have broken the law. And the names will not be unfamiliar to you, Sean. I mean, it's, it, it is people like John Brennan. It's people like James Clapper, it's people like Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, uh, Bruce and Nellie Orr. I, I'm, I'm very optimistic. One of the things that Congressman has been saying, Congressman Nunes has been saying since we first started speaking about this, about the book and about the, the case generally, is that we need two things. First is the accounting. And the book is partially an accounting or it's a partial accounting of what happened and the work that Devin Nunes and the objective Medusa team did to uncover these abuses and crimes. The other part is the accountability. Congressman has talked about that, and the accountability is making the people who broke the law and who made Americans vulnerable, who endangered American national security, that these people have to pay for what they did. That's the accountability. I am confident that Attorney General Barr and U.S. Attorney, uh, US Attorney John Durham have taken their charge seriously. All right. We appreciate it. Uh, the book is a great read. It is the story every American needs to know in detail. The true story, how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. The plot against the president. Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Uh, Lee, great work. Thank you. We'll have you on TV. We'll follow this closely and uh, we're waiting for the results. Let's see if people do their job and protect freedom and liberty in the Constitution. When we come back, Kim Strassel, Tom Fenton, uh, and the latest on this Ukrainian madness straight ahead. Uh, we have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. 
whistleblower. Uh, we would like to, uh, but I'm sure the whistleblower has concerns that he has not been advised, as the law requires, by the Inspector General or the Director of National Intelligence, just as to how he is to communicate with Congress. There is already, in my view, ample evidence in the public domain on the issue of collusion. If you're willing to see it, uh, if you want to blind yourself, then you can look the other way. I can certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. I've been very clear over the last uh, year, year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. Uh, now, bear in mind that meeting at Trump Tower, which takes place after the campaign is alerted that the Russians have these emails. Don Jr. is told, hey, at the highest levels, ultra-sensitive, we have information in Incriminated by Hillary Clinton as part of the Russian government effort to help Donald Trump. That looks a lot like collusion to me. Well, certainly if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which information. Which is what the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case. Yes, that would be a potential form of collusion. You have an offer of illegal help. You have the acceptance of that offer. You have an overt, overt act in furtherance of that conspiracy. That is, I think, by any rational Americans expectation the the personification of collusion that being the corrupt the compromised coward congenital liar uh the leader of this impeachment we take no joy of course he takes joy in this this is this has been the culmination of three years of just never-ending lies by this guy and as I said at the beginning of the program today this is never gonna end in this sense There's only this psychotic rage is not going to go away. Didn't go away after an FBI investigation. Trump Russia collusion didn't go away after the House Intelligence Committee investigation. The bipartisan Senate Committee investigation didn't go away after the Mueller report. No evidence of collusion. Nope. They're just not this time. They're just not going to they're not going to put it to risk and put it in the hands of a special counsel that they had put all their hopes and dreams in for all this long period of time. It has been never ending lies. It will remain, you know, never ending lies. And there's only one solution. It's a political one. They will impeach him. The Senate won't convict him. And the American people, you get to reelect him. But I'll even tell you, after that, they're not going to stop. They can't stop. It's it's sort of like a drug addict. They need this rage. Their drug of rage is in, in hating Trump. They need it. They get up. They crave it. If they don't have it, they they break out, start sweating and going through detox. It is um, it is who they are. It now defines them in their minds. They have just made a conclusion. Donald Trump has to go, has to go, has to go, has to go. But they can't beat him at the ballot box. Now, with all of this going on about Ukraine and we have a transcript that not only exonerates the president completely, it shows the president was faithfully executing his job, his constitutional oath, and that was executing the laws of the land. Again, you you have to only care about collusion with Russia if it's Donald Trump, because you'll ignore the dirty, bought and paid for Russian dossier that was used to bludgeon candidate Trump and spy on candidate Trump and transition team Trump and president Trump. You have to get that part. You have to accept that real obstruction took place when subpoenaed emails were deleted. And then we have the bleach bit and the hammers and the missing SIM cards. 
You have to accept that's okay, but you can't accept that there was no obstruction with Trump. You have to accept that it's okay to take a dirty, unverified dossier, present it to the FISA court as verified, and you have to accept that it's okay to spy on a presidential candidate, transition team, and president. And you have to accept the weaponization of the powerful tools of intelligence, leaking of transcripts and conversations with world leaders and prime ministers and presidents, and also spying on a president illegally because you outsource or subcontract out uh, spying against Americans to allied countries so you can circumvent American laws. You have to accept that too. Now we're getting to the bottom of that part of it. And I think now with Paul Sperry's article, and when we get to the bottom of, of if all of this is true, we now have another round of deep, uh, deep state attempted coup attempt here. An organized collusion, if you will, to bring America to this, this precipice, this ridiculous impeachment witch hunt. Anyway, Kimberly Strassel, Wall Street Journal columnist, author, new book is out, by the way, Resistance at All Cost, How Trump Haters Are Breaking America. Also, Tom Fitton is the president of Judicial Watch. They released eight pages of State Department documents revealing that, well, one month after the election in 2016, 28 days before the inauguration of Donald Trump, a State Department special coordinator for Libya, Jonathan Weiner, had a 10 minute phone call with Uh, The police chief at the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. shows how State Department officials continue to use unsecure BlackBerry devices to transmit classified material for more than a year after Hillary uh, Clinton's use of an unsecure server and system had been revealed. They also have other documents we'll get into in a second. Uh, Welcome, both of you. Kim, I'm really honing in on on a theme in your book, which is. They're willing to break America, and I think they think God has inspired them to do it. They think they're doing God's will here. This is a holy mission for them, it seems. There's nothing that's going to stop them. They'll just move on to another impeachment and another impeachment. Well, look how far we have come, Sean. Just earlier this year, only a few months ago, Nancy Pelosi's standard for whether or not impeachment was something that you should do was whether or not it had bipartisan support. Look at the vote we had today in which the only bipartisanship were two Democrats who crossed the aisle to vote with Republicans against the resolution. Um, And both of them pointed out that the country is just too divided to handle this. And what this exposes, and that's one of the issues in my book, is what we're seeing here is a partisan exercise of the impeachment tool. Um, And it's a misuse of that tool. And it's something we've never had in this country before. Um, And it's setting a terrible precedent uh, that could come back to haunt us in the future. And, you know, Democrats seem not to care about that because all they care about is bringing down this presidency. You know, Tom Fitton, you've been discovering a lot through uh, Judicial Watch and your Freedom of Information Act request. Tell us what you found. Well, it's a new batch of documents that involves Jonathan Weiner, who was a State Department official and John Kerry, supposedly in charge of, of the Libya issue, who had literally helped Christopher Steele write parts of the dossier, work with... Um, Has that been confirmed that he helped do that? He wrote, he wrote an op-ed talking about it. Okay. He confessed about it to the Washington Post. He said he compiled some information and shared it with Steele for the Justice Department. Okay. So, so we get these new documents asking about uh, these very issues, and he's talking to the Russia political chief here in the embassy, on the, on, essentially just before Christmas on uh, in December 16. Now, the 
That's the same period of time that the State Department was desperately shoveling information on Russia, the supposed Russiagate smear, to the Congress, both the Senate and the House, uh, because they were obviously desperate to destroy Donald Trump. In fact, there's another email we had previously obtained, Sean, uh, that shows they said that we we made the deadline. And what was the deadline? Inauguration day. So we have this guy who was close to Christopher Steele, who's a buddy of his. He worked with him for years, was pushing him in on other issues around the State Department. Steele may as well have had a desk at the State Department. And then he's talking to uh, Russia, a top Russia official, a political official here in D.C. And who's he talking to about that? Of course, Victoria Nuland, who is orchestrating this Russia smear campaign as well against the incoming president. You know, it it gets to the point, Kimberly, when you put all this together. Now, we're getting the IG report on FISA abuse that that will come before Thanksgiving that I've been assured. Um, So we're really days away from getting our hands on that, which is going to reveal, I think, very clearly premeditated fraud on a FISA court with the bulk of information coming from a unverified, dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for. I thought we cared about Russian interference or outside interference in our elections. Then we're going to get the Durham report. And, you know, what you can see in Paul Sperry's article is, well, it seems to be that if that article turns out to be fact and we'll have him on this program tomorrow, um, that would mean the same people, the same players, the same scheme, the same strategy, the same deep state and yet another coup attempt, because there's, there's no other way to describe this anymore. They want President Trump gone. And by whatever means necessary, if, if, if they have to weaponize the powerful tools of intelligence to get this president out of office, they, they're, they're on a mission from God. This, this is now for them. They're the super patriots. They know better than we smelly Walmart, irredeemable, deplorable, deplorable shoppers and, and the bitter people that cling to God and guns and our Bibles and religion. Well, this is why it's so important that the Durham investigation in particular, because it gets to what Tom was just talking about and what you are talking about. Look, I'm looking forward to this IG report, too. Uh, But I keep reminding people that Michael Horowitz is going to be somewhat limited in the scope of what he can tackle in that, you know, he doesn't have subpoena power. He's supposed to focus on this FISA court abuse, et cetera. What we need is John Durham, who has the ability to reach to all of these different areas of the government uh, that you're talking about, the State Department, political actors within the Obama administration, the intelligence community, but also outside actors like Fusion GPS, like Steele, uh, and and the media's involvement, uh, the entire scope of things. We're not going to really understand everything that has happened unless and until he actually puts out the findings. And that's why it's also good to see that members of the Senate um, are now writing letters to to A.G. Barr trying to get him to go on the record and commit to saying that regardless of whether or not Durham files charges against anyone, that the American people get to see the product of his investigation. Well, I I agree with all of it, but let's just start with one thing here. Premeditated fraud we know was committed on the FISA court. All right, well, we'll get to that in a second. But I just this is not going to end. But ultimately, the power will return to we, the people. That's the amazing part of this process. They're not going to be able to stop the uh, Donald Trump voters on Election Day. And I expect that there is going to be political. There will be political payback here because the American people 
they're smarter than this this sort of insular and bubble that the media mob and the Democratic Party lives in. And they know they know an injustice when they see it. And that's why so many of you feel this this anger, because you see what is going on. You see how corrupt they are. You know, they'll ignore Hillary's dossier. They'll ignore Hunter and Joe Biden, Joe Biden's quid pro quo, Hunter Biden's millions for nothing. They'll just ignore it. No big deal. Um, Most people get that. It's simple. All right. 800-941-SEAN is a number. All right. As we continue, Kim Strassel is with us. Her book, Resistance at All Costs, How Trump Haters Are Breaking America. Tom Fitton is the president of Judicial Watch, who has uh, new breaking news today that he's been outlining. Let me ask. And I'll give you a minute each. Simple question. How does this play out? Let's assume they impeach him. Let's go from there. Kimberly. Okay. well, I'm writing about this for tomorrow. But look, Mr. McConnell, Mitch McConnell, gave a very important speech on the floor of the Senate earlier this week. He didn't get a lot of attention because everyone is focused on the drama in the House. But he went chapter and verse and laid out in detail uh, the lack of due process in this proceeding, the problem with the secret hearings, the problem with the fact that Republicans have not been allowed to call witnesses or demand certain answers, the blackballing of the president's legal counsel. Uh, This to me is really important because he was increasingly seeing senators under pressure to not even take this up in the Senate. I mean, they have to take it up. But, you know, you could have a motion to dismiss up front. This was something that happened back in 1998 during Bill Clinton's uh, trial. Uh, Bob Byrd put up uh, a motion to dismiss. He was defeated along party lines, but the precedent is there. And I think you see growing pressure on Republicans in the Senate to do that up front and say, look, this process has been so tainted from the beginning that our duty is to the Constitution and to send a message to the House that you don't get to behave this way. Well said. Uh, I would hope they do that. Let's see. Time will tell. Tom. Yeah, the Senate needs to build a firewall to protect the Constitution from this coup. And and uh, initially, when I started raising issues about this six weeks ago, when this all started beginning, uh, the Senate said, well, the rules can't be changed. And you're hearing a different message from the Senate leadership, which means the voters, as you point out, Sean, are taking control of the process and letting their senators know about what's going on here. They're getting feedback from the grassroots. They don't want this to proceed, this coup attack on the president. Um, And, you know, I I think what's going to happen, though, is there's going to be criminal prosecutions or serious criminal implications in what Durham is doing. And that's what the concern here is. It's now a criminal investigation. He has the right to subpoena. He has the right to convene grand juries. That was not done by accident. There's no doubt. Uh, I do have to let you both go. That's going to be the most significant development. And we have confirmation, and the media doesn't want to talk about this, that there's evidence of criminal activity in the targeting of President Trump and candidate Trump. It will be revealed. Hopefully there are a few good people that will do their job and expose all of this lawlessness that has gone on. Uh, Both of you are part of the team that has exposed it. Tom Fitton, Kim Strassel, thank you both. 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. All right, when we come back, News Roundup, Information Overload, uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, one of the most outspoken uh, people in Congress against this Ukrainian lie and witch hunt. Uh, He'll weigh in on that. We'll get your calls in, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. So no rights for the minority unless the chair so designates. In fact, in this resolution, it allows the chair to veto even the ability for the president to have legal counsel in the room. 
If the chair chooses at his whim, they can literally kick out the president's legal counsel. This is unprecedented. It's not only unprecedented, this is Soviet-style rules. Maybe in the Soviet Union, you do things like this, where only you make the rules, where you reject the ability for the person you're accusing to even be in the room to question what's going on, for anybody else to call witnesses, when only one person has the right to call witnesses. And as we saw just the other day, the chairman was literally directing the witness to not answer certain questions by the Republicans. What kind of fairness is that? Maybe you think it's fairness if you can run roughshod over somebody because you've got the votes, but that's not how impeachment was supposed to go. Madam Speaker, when you look through this resolution and you see how one-sided, how Soviet-style this is running, this is the United States of America. Don't run a sham process, a tainted process like this resolution ensures. It ought to be rejected, and I think you'll see bipartisan rejection of this resolution, and I yield back the balance of my time. Now, you all are being used. Some of you are happy about it. Some of you are not. But many of you are reporting 0% of the story. There was one story that came out yesterday in Politico that was filled with falsehoods. Just somebody lied to you. I watched CNN last night and I saw a host, one allegation after another, say stuff that just was not true. Your sources, those Dems in that bunker are trying to create a narrative because Adam Schiff aspires to write the world's greatest parody. And I'll tell you what, right now, as we're here, two floors below us, in the bunker, Adam Schiff's bunker in the Capitol basement, Adam Schiff is tearing up his parody. He's going to have to rewrite it. Why is that? Well, we can't talk about, they say, the substance of the depositions. But I'll tell you, isn't it kind of curious that you don't know what's going on today with Tim Morrison in his deposition? Why is it? That, that you don't have the information, the opening statements. He was at Alex Vindman's boss on the substance. The Ukraine aid was not even known to be hold up, held up by Ukraine. They did not say anything to us until just before it was released. And then it was released. And as Jim Jordan pointed out, guess what Ukraine had to do in order to get that hold released? Nothing. Now, Adam Schiff needs to release all the transcripts right now. Yes. On behalf of... On behalf of our constituents, on behalf of the American public, for everyone who's pissed about being misled by Adam Schiff and his cohorts hiding in the bunker of the Capitol basement, using you to lie to our constituents, release the darn transcripts. Let's have a conversation about substance. Because I'll tell you what, you lost the conversation about process. You're losing the conversation about process. Bring it on about substance. On the issue of process, on the issue of substance, the Republicans win. All they need to do is stand up for what is right. You have a a corrupt, I've never seen anything like this, a compromised, a corrupt, congenital liar that is running this charade. It's been a charade. It remains a charade. It is a witch hunt upon a witch hunt at this point. Now, they may have convinced themselves they're on a mission from God and they're they're doing God's work and they're the real super patriots. Um, What we are watching here is unprecedented in American history. 
that, you know, we have people's interpretation of a transcript when we have the actual transcript and the actual transcript. The president not only does nothing wrong, it exonerates him. He's doing everything right that we were told by Democrats that was important for the last three years. He is looking into foreign election interference because Ukraine has a court decision that admits that they did it. And they were they're willing to give us the evidence of what they've done. We know a DNC operative met with Ukrainian officials in the Ukrainian embassy in D.C. Read the January 11, 2017 piece by Politico. It couldn't be any more clear than it is that not only was there election interference to help Hillary Clinton, it went to the highest levels. And that's where the issue of Paul Manafort all came from. Now, uh, if you want to talk about quid pro quos, let's talk about them because we got a vice president bragging about his quid pro quo. Here's the quid. Here's the pro. Oh, you got six hours. You either, you know, you fire this Ukrainian prosecutor or you're not you're not getting the money. You're not getting the billion dollars. You fire him, you get the bill billion. You don't fire him, you don't get the billion. Oh, they fired him. Son of a B. They fired him. And why did they? Why would a vice president want? A Ukrainian prosecutor fired. Oh, because they're paying his son's millions. Oh, well, maybe it's okay. Does his son have experience in Ukraine? No. Energy? No. Oil? No. Gas? No. Why are they paying the son of the vice president, the second highest elected official in America, millions of dollars? Uh, Do you think it has to do with your name? Probably. That is called buying influence. But we have such the the super patriots, the mob that think they're doing God's will, trying to get rid of the people's choice, Donald Trump, that that, the ends all justify the means for them. So it doesn't matter if you have a compromised, corrupt, congenital liar leading leading the process who's been lying to us three years on Trump Russia collusion. It doesn't matter that we have the transcript or still going to hear from other people's interpretation of the transcript. When we have the transcript, the president rightly is looking into and faithfully executing the laws, corruption, outside election interference. And just because the media says, well, it's okay, what Hunter and Joe did is okay," doesn't make it okay. And it's not a conspiracy theory because he really got the millions of dollars and he admits he had no experience. And his father did leverage a billion dollars. So that's a problem also. So it's going to be led by a guy that is that is compromised, a fact witness in the case. And to be and what are they doing? They offer no due process. The due process that Newt Gingrich and the Republicans afforded Bill Clinton in 1998. None of that. Everything is at the whim of the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. That's who's running the show on behalf of all the Democrats, except two today. There is no due process in this and there's no underlying crime. You can read it and you can see it. Everything that was used in terms of precedent past impeachment proceedings is gone. That that being insured for Bill Clinton and Richard Nixon. And what we got voted on today does the exact opposite. Because the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar and his fellow Democrats, they can veto any witness, any evidence, any procedure, do anything they want. They can kick the the president's lawyers out of the room anytime they want. Why is it important now to hear from the whistleblower? Because of all of the ties that we're now learning about the whistleblower. 
Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. We're joined by uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin is with us, who you heard earlier, and he's been amazing in this whole process. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. It's great to be with you. I am proud. You you actually work in Long Island as a congressman. You're like one of the few in, in all of hey. the state of New York. You're a ranking member of the subcommittee on oversight and investigations. Um, I've never witnessed anything like this on the heels of of three long years of Adam Schiff lies. This is now where Democrat this is now where they have sunk to. Tell us what goes on from here. Special counsel Adam Schiff, Judge Adam Schiff, Grand Jury Adam Schiff. He has gotten into witness coaching a couple days ago when Alex Vindman was there. And they, they imagine this. You have a committee, the House Intelligence Committee. The jurisdiction is any intelligence-related matters. And on Tuesday, with Alex Vindman's testimony, he develops a new rule that in any way, shape, or form, you cannot ask any questions that have anything to do with the intelligence community. He's the chief strategist for lying and leaking. Uh, Some some of the information they put out is just totally not true. Sometimes it's 3% of the story. And as you played in that clip earlier, the media, many of them are are feeding off of it, loving it, putting out false information. Others are pissed that they're being misled. Uh, And this guy is the point man. That doesn't even mention all the times he's lied to the American public about contacts with the whistleblower, lied when he gave his parody during the opening statement of the acting director of national intelligence or March 22nd of 2017, going back to when he was on MSNBC saying he had more than circumstantial evidence that President Trump colluded with the Russians in order to win election. It's This is evidence that he still hasn't produced. I haven't seen. Mueller never found it. And and this guy is now the person that they're propping up to lead the charge. This is Schiff's baby. And he wants to write the world's greatest parody ever to take down a sitting president in order to appease an enraged radical liberal base. And who cares? Damn the torpedoes if it rips the country in half. It's all good because he's a man on a mission. He thinks it's per- he thinks it's patriotic. He thinks that this is courageous. I don't think ripping the country in half is anything to be proud of. Well, I don't think it's to be proud of. All right. So do you believe that they now go with whatever impeachment article because they're throwing a lot of stuff up against the wall, hoping any one of them stick? Um, do you believe they go down that road? And what about the 31 Democrats that are in Trump one districts in 2016? And they seem to be going along with it, at least except with the exception of two. Are they going to go along with this charade? They better not. And everyone right now goes back for a week. That's a district work period. Anyone who's out there listening to this show, if you live in one of those districts that went to President Trump or you live in another district that maybe didn't go to President Trump, but you have a Democratic member of the House who voted yes today, let them hear from you. I believe that Nancy Pelosi is is just handing over the gavel at this point. She is giving up. She's sacrificing her majority because she got rolled by her conference. I think in order to prevent them from having enough votes to impeach the president, it's important that right now, over the course of the next week and a half during the district work period, I want members to come back begging Nancy Pelosi, please don't bring a vote on impeachment. And that's a power that I I don't have. It's a power that your listeners have to take charge. Now, as far as articles of impeachment go, this is these are moving goalposts. These are, uh, they're trying to create new shiny objects. The Constitution is clear when it says treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. They can't articulate actual crimes. So where this whole started with trying to figure out what the actual crime 
or crimes were going to look like in the articles. Now I think they're going to just try to get like way outside the box and create an article that is just some gobbledygook of different information that they know of to connect dots that aren't actually connected to try to claim the president abused his power. The problem is this, and this is why this is why Adam Schiff still hasn't released the transcripts, is because every single witness who's been there, there's been all sorts of other information that hasn't yet been released to the public. The public already knows about the Democrats' spin on everyone's testimony because they leak it. And the public knows nothing about the rest of the story because Republicans, you know, we're not we're not the you know the ends justify the means approach. You know, if we're told that we're not supposed to be providing every all the information inside of a skiff, we don't just walk out of the door and provide all the information. My background's in the military. I was a military intelligence officer, I had top secret clearance. There hasn't been a single thing since I've gotten to Congress where I was inside of a skiff and they said, you're not allowed to share this information where I walked out and leak it. it directly, indirectly, anonymously. It's not just not how I roll. The good news is the facts are coming out. I'm glad that we're going to have open public hearings. And I hope that every single flaw in this narrative gets destroyed publicly because I've seen it all get torn up and destroyed privately in Schiff's bunker in the Capitol basement. All right. Lee Zeldin, Long Island Congressman, Republican. Keep up the good work. You've been out there fighting every day. We really appreciate all you Freedom Caucus members are doing. Um, Every Republican held today. The Senate needs to watch what the House is doing. They're not putting up with something that we know didn't happen. This is an this has all been a manufactured lie. The president was doing his job, getting to the bottom of election interference in 2016 and corruption. The fact that the media mob and the Democrats ignore what is an obvious pay to play scheme and corruption and abusing power of Biden by by literally compromising taxpayer dollars is breathtaking. That is that is this is now what you need to do. To be a Democrat, you have to be a liar and a hypocrite on a mass scale to be able to pull this crap off that they're trying to pull off. No matter what is said by the other side today, this is a dark day and a cloud has fallen on this house. It has been falling for 10 months and it is showing itself today. What we're seeing is this. If the gentleman who is a friend of mine from the Rules Committee would actually want to talk about are these the same rules as Clinton and Nixon, then we would have had a much longer period of debate because he knows and I know it is not. There are similarities, some better, some not, but they are not the same. Let's get that out of the way first. The problem I'm having here is the resolution before us today is not about transparency, it's about control. It's not about fairness, it's about winning. It's about following the facts. This resolution is about delivering results. You know how I know this? Because the resolution gives no proper way for how these abilities are transferring of documents from the Intel Committee to Judiciary Committee will happen. Doesn't even give a time frame. And I've heard a lot of discussion today about maybe we didn't know how to properly ask last night in Rules Committee. I'll guarantee you my staff and I know how to properly use Rule 11 2E to ask for information. And we're told yesterday by a committee, one of the committees, that we couldn't have access to it because the parliamentarians said we couldn't. That's just false. It needs to stop. This house is developing and shredding procedures every day. And if members of the minority or the majority cannot have the rights that they are given, then we're in a sad situation. Tomorrow is November 1st. We're one year away from an election. 
not just for this house, but for the highest office of presidency. Why do you not trust the people? Why do you not allow the people to have a voice? Why in a process that America lends their voice to all of us, that you deny us to speak for them? Is animosity risen that high? Is Hamilton proven correct again? There is a moment and time that you should rise to the occasion. This is that moment. This is the moment that history will write. History will ask you when you cast this vote, when you cast a vote to justify something that has gone on behind closed doors, I want you to ask the historian and answer the question, what do you know that happened there? Have you read anything that took place that you just justified? What do you believe the definition of due process is? What do you think the First Amendment is? Do you have the right to have a voice or only the words that you agree with? You may get elected in a primary, but in a general election, you're elected to represent the people of America. But here's my biggest concern. As ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, I have a question. We've been here 200 plus years as a committee, and our committee has been neutered. Our committee who handles impeachment, we're the reason in that committee, that's our jurisdiction. We have been completely sidelined. Our chairman and others have been sidelined, so I have been sidelined. It is so bad that they had to have the Rules Committee write the presidential due process and give it to us. This is not right. I do not know what happened to our committee, but we still exist. Due process only kicks in at judiciary for the president. It does not kick in in the closed door secret hearings of Adam Schiff. This is a travesty. No one should vote for this. This is a sad day. The curtain is coming down on this house because the majority has no idea about process and procedure. They're simply after a president. I yield back. I tell you what, when it gets to the Judiciary Committee, I do have one thing for Mr. Schiff. If he wants to be, as said, a special counsel, he set himself up then here's my challenge to Mr. Schiff. You want to be Ken Starr? Be Ken Starr. Come to the Judiciary Committee, be the first witness, and take every question asked of you. Starting with your own involvement with the whistleblower. Folks, this ain't over. Get ready. The cloud that is dropping will be dropping on their heads because process matters and substance will always win out in the end. And this president has nothing to worry about on substance. I yield back. On process, it is the most unfair. On substance, the president not only gets exonerated, he does his job, his constitutional duty. I am telling you that everybody needs to just buckle up here because As insane as it has been, it's only going to get more insane. This is not going to end in a conviction in the United States Senate. Donald Trump is going to be reelected. And in the course of this coming year, as we count down electoral election day, well, it's literally now, what, a year and three days that Americans will go to the polls. And you will have the final say. And everything that we believe is at stake in this election. If you believe in the Constitution, the rule of law, if you believe in due process, if you believe in equal justice under the law, if you believe in equal applications of our laws, then this election matters to you. If you believe in freedom and liberty, over 
the tyranny of socialism and state run everything. And you know that the ninety four trillion dollar noon green deal destroys the country and socialism will destroy the country as representative in, in pretty much the same, but different manifestations of every Democratic presidential candidate and Medicare for all and no private insurance and no oil and gas, the lifeblood of our economy and no combustion engine and everybody else gets everything free and will confiscate pretty much everything people make and will redistribute it to keep our power base forever. That's what they're fighting for. They, if you believe, if you like the choices of the right people on the courts, originalists, constitutionalists, if you believe in not open borders, but if you believe in uh, controlling our nation's borders and immigration, have legal immigration, not illegal immigration, you know, all of these things matter. You want to be energy independent, it matters. This is going to be the tipping point election in your lifetime. I'm not sure what they will pull in the next in light of everything we now know that they've done. There's nothing that some of these, quote, super patriots that are on a mission from God because they think Donald Trump is the devil. That they're not capable of. I don't know what they're capable of at this point. It's scary to think that they brought us to this precipice in this country. But it's real. And as I've been saying, it's an all hands on deck moment for the country. And this is the moment that you need to be counted. And um, I'm just saying, buckle up. It's going to be a hell of a year. Let's go to Carlene is in Pennsylvania. Carlene, hi, how are you? Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I just well, wanted to call and let you know um, how happy I am and thankful that you are educating me because I have been a Democrat for as long as I can remember. And I am sorry to say that I am ashamed to be a Democrat right now. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, where are the honest Democrats? I mean, this is a real question here. Where are the They're Democrats? You know, because to be a Democrat, you have to be accept that it's OK that Hillary Clinton got away with what she got away with, with the Espionage Act and the server and the Russian dossier. And, you know, you don't have to seem to care about the weaponization of the powerful tools of intelligence or lying to FISA court judges to spy on presidential campaigns, uh, transition teams and presidents, you know, that that you spend three long years for investigations saying impeach, impeach, impeach. That's all we've heard from the Democrats. As a Democrat, can you name one accomplishment since Donald Trump has been elected president? What one thing this party has done except try to impeach this guy? That's about it. That's all they're trying to do. And that is why I will be voting for Trump in 2020. And I hope other Democrats like me who are honest really realize that we need to vote for him. And it's like a bad, scary movie, no pun intended, that it's Halloween today. But it's mm -hmm. like watching a scary movie. And I think anybody who votes for impeachment today, they should be indicted for sedition because it's just scary. I'm scared what's going to happen to this country over the next year. And I will continue to listen to you every day. And thank you for, for really. Well, you're very welcome. Th thank you for your honesty. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we are all Americans. What happens to this country is going to happen to all of us. That's what everybody has to remember here. And if we lose due process, if, if we're going to have a slash and burn deep state that decides for us, 
because they think they're smarter and they're willing to abuse power and they're willing to be this corrupt and lawless. If this is allowed to continue, you don't have a country at the end of that process. That's that's a scary part. Uh, let's go to um, Tom in Georgia. Tom, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Hey, Sean, appreciate all that you do. Listen, um, thank you. You know, for every witness that Adam Schiff has in secret, Senator Graham should take each of those witnesses and bring them in front of the Judiciary Committee and air the questions in public. That would be the solution immediately. And if he had done that, perhaps we wouldn't be at this point. I'm not so sure, but it is an immediate resolution to get it out in the air. Well, I agree. I want that to happen. That will happen. Uh, what I'm reading from Paul Sperry, again, if, if that all turns out to be true, it will be devastating. What it will confirm, again, we're waiting now, we're, any day now, we're going to get the report on FISA abuse. And more importantly, we now have a criminal investigation open into the abuse of power corruption of those people that that started this, this crossfire hurricane uh, operation. And I, I would argue that it has to, there, there's got to be some involvement. You don't have a, this type of investigation go on without the input of a, a president of the United States. You don't have a counterintelligence investigation without Obama's approval. I want to know what he knew and when he knew it. I want to yeah. know what Brennan knew and did and when he did it. Interesting that if Sperry's right, this guy's connected to, let's see, Biden, Brennan, and the deep state. Okay, this is how it all got started. And, of course, I keep talking about the compromise, corrupt, coward, and congenital liar Schiff. I mean, this guy has been saying for three years, impeach, I've got the evidence. Impeach, I've got the evidence. Impeach, I've got the evidence. He's in charge of the whole thing. And Nancy Pelosi has no power because she's given that up to the squad. She's speaker in name only. She's just going along with everything they want. Now, I believe this all backfires and blows up in their face, but the country gets hurt in the meantime, and nobody seems to care about that at all. You know, when you get to the substance of what matters here, and that is the transcript, the president did his job. He was getting to the bottom of Ukrainian election interference. That's his job. That's what he that's his sworn duty. Anyway, good call. Appreciate it. Ohio, John, uh, next on the Sean Hannity show. What's up? How are you, sir? Hey, buddy, how's it going? I was just uh, calling to find out who paid for um, Hunter Biden to fly all over the country, actually all over the world. Uh, was it the taxpayer dime? Because I recall Tom Price getting forced uh, to resign. Uh, out of office because he used taxpayer money to fly all over the country. You know, it's a great point. Um, look, I know presidents invite, like, for example, as, as a member of the press, the media, if I ever fly on Air Force One and I have not uh, with this president, um, I know you pay, I believe, the equivalent of, of first class airfare if you fly on Air Force One. There's usually media in, in the plane or on the plane or on another government plane even. Um, I know that's the standard procedure. The president, for example, I do know that presidents, when they have guests, if let's say the president invites somebody for dinner, I think the policy is they have to pay for whatever the food is. Um, I remember that became an issue in the Obama years. and But, I, but there are rules in, in place. That you'd, so he might have paid the equivalent flying to Asia of a first-class ticket, but 10 days later, he got the $1.5 billion. The, then the Ukrainian issue, then the Romanian issue, and then we have new issues today. I love how the media just dismisses all of it as saying, oh, there's nothing there. It's just a conspiracy theory that the Bidens did anything wrong. 
No reasonable person would believe that Joe Biden leveraging, shaking down, uh, quid pro quoing, if you will, Ukrainians, a uh, billion dollars of taxpayer money. Uh, you don't get it unless you fire this guy. That's a quid pro quo. Yeah, that That's what they're accusing Trump of. And the millions of dollars for a kid that goes on GMA and was stupid enough to admit no experience in anything. Well, that would be buying that would be buying favor, wouldn't it? Every American, I think, would interpret that as, well, they didn't give him the millions because they liked them. They gave him the millions because they wanted to be viewed favorably by his father. That's the only reason. And I would say the same thing with China. And I'd say that's the type of sewage and, and corruption that D.C. has accepted for years. And the fact that the mob and the media just don't know that's a conspiracy theory speaks volumes about their complicity in all of this. Uh, great Hannity tonight. Uh, the great one, Mark Levin, Jim Jordan, Jason Chaffetz, Laura Trump tonight. Chad Pergram has given us the behind the scenes of everything that went down today. Geraldo and Dan Bongino. News you won't get from the mob and the media the hysterical lying mob that support the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar, because they're just in the same boat with him. Nine Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. Hope you'll join us. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow.